watch this. I want you to put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for the Black Delegates Podcast. Y'all heard, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice, check one. My mic sound nice, check two. My mic sound nice, check three. Are you ready? Welcome to the Black Delegates Podcast. That's the show. <laughs> That's the show. This is episode 193. With us today, we got three out of four of the black delegates. One could not be here, but, uh, you know, that's how black we are. People don't show up for work. That's all good. <laughs> uh, with me today, I have Box Wine Poppy in the building. Uh, Oyo what the, Mechico. What, what'd you say? Oyo Mechico. Oyo. A.K.A. Mr. Punk-Ass Immune System. <laughs> yep, that's right. Also, we got the Black Ryan in the building. What's going on? Hey, yo. And I am the Ghetto Phenom, the one and only. Uh, we do not have Shonda. Shonda is handling business. She's making her money tonight. Uh, so, shout out to Shonda. That don't sound right. Hey, before we get started, like, like, did I, get, I didn't get the memo again. She is not making that money tonight. She has a job <laughs> that she worked during the day and had extended hours in an office. Sean, so I know you listen to this. Clear. That was not me. I just want you to know that. But hey, fellas, what's up? What's up with the dress code, y'all? Y'all, y'all, we, we, it's it's button down day or something like that. I didn't. I didn't. Nobody got. Nobody sent me the memo. What's going on here? Y'all look like y'all professional. We're adults. Here. We're adults. We wear collared shirts. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. I think uh, the the black round. I know you kind of go off and on from working at home. Are you? You're in the office now, right? Yeah. Yep. Every day. I don't really like working at home, man. It's messing up the man cave. It's messing up the vibes down here. So if I can go in, I can go in. Of course, you get sick of driving maybe the fourth day, but I deal with it. Yeah, so it's that office attire. We not we we don't get to work from home like you, Box Mom Pop. We don't have that uh, that brown privilege privilege that you got. Right. Hey, I'll take it. It's the only privilege I got, so I'll take it. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. First of all, of course, you know, the Black Ryan, myself, Shonda. We are from St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. And so today is 314 Day. So happy 314 Day to everybody out here. Uh, my wife, of course, she she left me. She was like, yo, what? I know you got a podcast tonight, but I got to get up out of here. It's 314 day. I got to go get some Emo's pizza. Uh, I got to go get some red hot Ripplings. Uh, and so she is kicking it. Ripplings. crew to celebrate 314 day. Do you call them Ripplings for real? Is anybody? It's Ripplets. Huh? You call them Ripplings for real? Because it's Ripplets. I thought I said Ripplets. Nah, you said Ripplings. I'm pretty sure. Well, I was just checking. Ripplings, Hold on, time, time out, time out. I thought you on. called it something else. I thought this was something I didn't know about. Maybe some hood lingo. I was like, oh, they call them <laughs> the Ripplings? This, this is an international pod, so you explain to the, the non-ghetto 314 <laughs> listeners what the hell yeah. a Ripplin is. Speak to that is. one listener in Uruguay with that uh, VP. I exactly, mean, that's v- my cousin. VPN. Yeah. So what is it? Red Hot Ripplins. Ripplets. See, he say Ripplins all chips. the time. They're chips with like, um, it's basically like powdered hot sauce <laughs> on the chips. Yo. Yo. <laughs> and they fire. 
I tried to eat some of those as a grown man. Remember in, in high school, I used to eat one bag every day for lunch and a Mountain Dew. Yo, I, if I eat a bag of Red Hot Ripplers now, if I eat two chips, I'm about to die all night. I got all kind of heartburn. It's a problem. But yeah, man, those chips is fire, though. They put that. They they put. You know the CIA put that stuff in the in the ghetto to kill y'all. You know you know that right? That's hey, what that is. Whatever it is, we appreciate okay. it. It's good. good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Grow hair on your chest, boy. Now the the thing is, I think they got like red hot ripplets um, powder seasoning, chicken seasoning, or oh. even like like fried chicken. Yeah. In it. <laughs> Not that. That's a little too much. I don't know. It might be good if you if you throw it in something in a little batter or something. I might have to try it. I ain't never bought it. I've seen it at the store, though. Box one, have you ever uh, partaken of the Red Hot Ripplets? I've never, I, I've legit never heard of this before. This, this must be like a, like a, a re, I mean, this must be like the, the what's the Provel cheese, right? This is just a regional thing, right? Only, only in the area, a, I'm guessing. Yeah. It's a St. Louis-based chip. Old Vienna. So. Yeah. Yeah, Old Vienna is the, um, I guess, the name of the company that makes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they make, I mean, they make, potato chips but this is just like a it's like a barbecue uh flavor but it's just it's just like powdered hot sauce so if you had some would you eat them i try them i try them yeah i like i like, I like, I like some spicy stuff get some and send you some <laughs> i don't, I don't want to catch the diabetes or whatever it is from from, from and that's one thing <laughs> can't be eating one, one a day or something like that's crazy yo I mean, but it can't be no worse than like hot, uh, you know, hot fries. You know what we have back in the day, hot fries, whatever like that. Yeah, just regular stuff like that. Nah, Red Hot Ripper's actually hot. Okay, all I right. I don't think you're gonna be able to just cold turkey them mugs. You'll be all right. And you and you were eating at school. Oh man, your I know your Dog, breath was fucking third day, period. By third period, your breath was stank. Oh right, man, you you be all right. Ain't no gum in the world, bro. Ryan, any any three one four activities going on over there? No, I, I don't even think about the day to be honest. I never think about it. <laughs> um, I just was like sitting here, and I think I saw it on somebody's feet. And my sister just sent me something. She's like, "Oh, it's three one four day. I really want some emos." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh well, my bad." I said, "I guess you are gonna have to just order some Pizza Hut and pretend." Because that's all so they got. What do they do? Is I mean, is, is what what they do in the city? Is it a parade? They I mean, what you got? Y'all play pop lock it, drop it. Uh, you know, throughout downtown. What's 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 up? What, what do y'all do down there? I don't think we do nothing. Oh, yeah, it's not an official celebration. Uh, you know, of course, the black radio stations they talk about it. Every, every, a lot of people do get emos that order emos that they'll get toasted ravioli. Um, yeah, toasted ravioli. That's another St. Louis staple, man. Has anything been added to the three one four list? Because we know the usuals: vest sodas. We got the red hot ripplets. We got toasted rav. So emos, all that kind of stuff. But has anything new been added? Because I feel like the same yeah, thing's been on this list. Yeah, yo, y'all need like a St. Louis vegetable, gooey butter like cake, something, like something, something healthy. <laughs> y'all need something healthy gooey in this butter mix. cake. Yeah, which I'm not, a, cake, which I'm not a fan of the gooey butter cake. Hold on, what's it called? Gooey what's butter cake, butter cake. That sounds disgusting. That's, you know, I need a pause on that. I need a I pause on that right it. there. Yeah, is, nobody else has these things you guys are talking about. Nobody has these things. No, gooey butter cake? That sounds disgusting. Hey, gooey butter cake is fire. It's all right. I'm not a huge fan, but it's all right. Fire. <laughs> but this is uh, the same also, dude that say he like Mexican get... pizzas, though. <laughs> from, Mexican from, pizzas are fire! From Taco Bell. From Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Mexican pizza's got to stay going. Hey. It's just a burrito. Just just lay down a no, burrito. No, no, and don't roll it. A hundred percent. I stopped going to Taco Bell. I have not been to Taco Bell <laughs> since they got rid of the Mexican pizza, oh, and that's really? why. Wow, Paul, what, so, what say so you on this Mexican you open, pizza? It's yeah. man, I, look. I don't know what that is. Like it's it's just a quesadilla with one top, one side off. That's all it is to me. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all see the uh, the thing since we opened that can of worms that Doja Cat did? Uh, I yeah, think, I think we should <laughs> yeah. share it in the yeah. group chat. Yeah. Do y'all think that that was like the whole point? Was that you know was the point to try to be act like she hated it, but that was really kind of. The whole thing behind it. She knows how to go viral. I'm sure. So yeah, she knows. She, she yeah, knows she I think so. They. I think everything she said is true. I think one, she hated the song. She thought it was corny, but they also gave her a bag, and she was just like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll do it." And you know, you, you do what you got to do. Do something strange for some change sometimes, and that's what she did. But I must say, her bars Hold on. about the about the Mexican pizza was fire. It's just a terrible beat. Exactly. Was it wasn't even trash. She was spitting. You disagree, Paul? I'm still not gonna go eat it though. I, I'm look. I, look, I'm just off Taco Bell, man. It's not. It's not, it's not Mexican food, and, it, and, and look, man. If I eat it, like I, I'll be uh, in a world of hurt for like the next 24 hours afterwards. So I can't. I can't mess with it, man. This dude can't eat nothing but broccoli and celery, man. Because every I time we bro- say I, anything, he'd be like, "Oh, I can't eat that." Oh. I just said for three. Doesn't doesn't does not St. Louis got a, like a vegetable? Don't you have anything? I'm not. I'm not saying I, I want the chips. Give me. Give me whatever they call. We got the a regional chips. vegetable that nobody give me else had. Butter cake. <laughs> want, but yeah, give me a vegetable. Yeah. Give me some. Come on, y'all need something healthy, man. Everything vegetable. sounds. Everything oh, sounds like diabetes. There, man. I'm. Tr- I'm just trying to live a little healthier, brother. That's all I'm trying to do. Who out here promoting the healthy stuff? Be like, oh, you know, we love squash in St. Louis. No. <laughs> Boy, that ain't gonna cabbage. make the three one four day list. That's trash. I'm saying we, we just need to have some balance. We just need to have some balance in our lives. That's all I'm saying, brother. That's all. That's it. Just some balance. Come on. STL lima beans. Right. <laughs> trash. All right. All right. Let's get back on track. Uh, in a more somber note, we got a couple uh, RIPs that we got to give. Uh, one for the fake Brown delegation member. What? Uh, we got. Yeah. Uh, WWE legend Scott Hall, a.k.a. Reza Ramon. Yeah. Uh, it was first revealed he had a heart attack, a massive heart attack. And then later today, we found out that he passed away. So, R.I.P. Yeah. to Scott Hall. Box Wine Poppy, you are taking some umbrage with what I have, uh, how I've eulogized him. This man is a legend. He is he look just hang his gold chains and the curl the S curl up in the rafters. That he's he's a legend in the Brown delegation, man. Uh, Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon. Look, man, I loved wrestling when I was a little kid. When I when this dude came across across the scene, he was like pretty much the first Hispanic wrestler that I've seen until like the Luchadors started coming around. You know, like uh, uh my, yeah, but, Nacho but, Libre. Was, it, not sure. Not not sure. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh man, the little the little small dude. I mean, I'm blanking. He's he's Puerto Rican too. The dude, little dude that be jumping off the off the turnbuckles and do all the spins. Ricky the Steamboat is he from? He from St. Louis? No man, it's, not him. But he's but he's like he's like, he's like Indonesian or something like that. He's like Filipino or something like that, man. Oh okay. You trash. Anyway, Razor Ramon, Ra- Razor Man, dope man. Look man, he had he had cool intros. He had the chest hair. Phenom, I know you're feeling on the chest. Phenom probably feeling on the chest hair. You know, in the, in the vest. Phenom probably wanted to wear, wear the same outfit back in the day. But yeah, man, Razor Ramon, dope dude, man. And I, I I definitely enjoyed him when he first came out in WWE or WF back then. 
will be missed, man. My name is Reza Ramo. The lady the love chicas, me, they for fun, man. They for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a big, I was a big wrestling fan as a kid. Before I found out it was fake. Once I found out it was fake, I couldn't rock. But uh, if y'all noticed, I don't know if y'all saw the new picture of Drake with cornrows. Kind of look like Razor Ramon. And I almost put up a picture of Razor Ramon yesterday, but I didn't want to get hit with no uh, by no Drake stands and be like, ah, oh, you're putting this picture up. Uh, it's, it's racist or something. So I just left it alone. Because real men yeah, don't I can't tweet. front. Hey, you know, like 12 year old me looked at Razor Ramon and was like, I want all that. I want the I want the chains. I want the chest here. I want the, the S curl. <laughs> and to wear the draws every day. That's how you wanted to do yeah. it. Speedos. Yeah, just rock the draws. Draws in a vest, man, and gold chains. I'd be out here just chilling. I, I thought so, man. I was like, I'm living the dream if I do that. Could never get there, man. They do that swag. Yo, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was wilding, bro. Like back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, especially oh, with, the the racist WWF tro- with the racist tropes point, you're talking WWE. about yeah everybody <laughs> like everything was like an ethnic trope no. and he was yeah. ju- he would just take people i never knew the junkyard dog just recently i was watching something on tv <laughs> coco beware and they had yokozuna yeah and yokozuna was not asian yokozuna oh, he was what? like um was he Samoan? Oh, yeah. what he's samoan yeah. yeah i figured he was okay yeah he all, the, all the good wrestlers are samoan, samoan. Yeah, because I mean, Japanese. There's no, there's no really. I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to sumo wrestlers, but yeah, all, a lot of those wrestlers, you know, that's that's probably like the Rock's. I bet you that's like the Rock's cousin too. As, as a matter of fact, that's probably like the. I guarantee that's the Rock's. The cousin. Rock's whole family was in it, wasn't? It? Yeah, because like his whole family is Samo, half his family is Samoan, and they were they were all wrestlers. Like his mom's uh, dad was a wrestler, all kind of stuff like that. But yeah, so they they used to they used the heck out of them race. Uh, I don't know racist or just uh, ethnic tropes. Do you remember there was two, there was only look when we were kids there were only I'm I only do one beat on this there were two more there were two Hispanic wrestlers two it was it was Razor Ramon not Hispanic and then do you remember the dude L.A. Gante he was like the dude and he wore like a suit and it was like mm-hmm. it was basically your, your muscles and he was like seven foot they they said he was like oh, eight Gante. feet tall and he he was like a real dude he was like a real bat he played in the, he played like an NBA for a minute he was like the first Hispanic dude in, or Mexican dude in the NBA yeah I remember. but they but they turned him into a wrestler and he wore the suit and he had like fur. Cause he looked, he looked, his face looked crazy. He looked like one of those, like you know, like Hispanic Sean Bradley dudes. But then he had like fur here, and then he had like everything else was like, like his, you know, rib cage, like his muscles, like that. That was the bodysuit he wore, and he just like <laughs> pick you up by your head. And he was like eight feet tall. He was trash. But there was only two Hispanic dudes in the whole wrestling. So like growing up, that's that's all we had: Scott Hall and that dude. And he was like basically an animal. But that's the only two Hispanic characters they had in the whole thing. Yeah, you're right. It was racist tropes as hell though. The He's basically animal. like the, the chupacabra. He's basically the chupacabra of the WWE. And then you had Scott Hall, who was like a cocaine dealer from oh, Come I From Cuba. That <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, man. Just but then they had uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. They had um, Rey Mysterio. That's my man, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Rey Mysterio. I was heavy on Rey Mysterio, but that was later, later years, yeah, man. That was a little later. Yeah. But he was dope. Yeah, he's still my I, favorite. He's probably I my favorite Mr. Perfect. Ever, I thought Mr. Perfect was Brown Delegation. What? <laughs> I, I wish the the listeners could see my face, Mr. Perfect. I Mr. Perfect, look, Mr. Perfect looked like he just stepped out of like he Copenhagen, white, but I thought he was. I thought, like he was I thought I read that he was brown delegation. I'm gonna look it up. I mean, I wish I wish I could I wish I could slap you across <laughs> the pod right now, man. Come, okay, let's move on to the next topic, man. Uh, so the next uh, we got another uh, condolence, Emilio Delgado. Uh, Delgado, another Brown delegation, 
a.k.a. Luis from Sesame Street. Y- y- y'all know who this guy is if you see his face. Because we all grew up watching Sesame Street. Let's not front. We all watched Sesame Street when we were a little kid. And yeah, this dude had been on TV for like 40 years. He's pretty much like one of the first Hispanic dudes ever on TV, even though he doesn't get his, his shine like that. So yeah, shout out to Emilio, a.k.a. Luis. Bad week for the Brown delegation. All right, let's move into this week in blackness. And since Box Wine Poppy uh, took over the RIPs for the Brown delegation, we're going to make you go first for your week in brownness. I will go first. But hey, I don't believe me. If some black people want to die, you know, we'll get we'll, but, but <laughs> feel free on there. Feel free. <laughs> free on yourself off. <laughs> But no, hey, we can we can killing off black people on the show. We'll keep it short. Uh, I'll do highs and lows. Look, high for the week, uh, fifteen year wedding anniversary. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, Yeah. I think I I think it's more than both y'all combined. It's it's hard. It's it's hard work out here, brother. uh, No, not even close. (laughs) And look, this is I got this trash. I got you see this picture from this trash picture frame I got. You nice. See that? That's, this what this is what I had to get. This is what I got for. I, I don't. I didn't want this, but I have to pretend like I like it. So now it's sitting up here in my office. Let's see the picture. Let's see the picture. Is the fifteenth year frame, like wood or something like that? It's just. It's like a, you know. It's like something oh. cheap from Amazon. Where is where is that man? That look like that Montreal, looks like a little fancy. Went to Montreal, man. Montreal. Y'all need to get up to Montreal one day, man. It's 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 dope. I keep trying to tell Ryan. I told Ryan it's, it's top underrated city in the in the United States or in the. In, in Northern America, North America. But I, that's what they teach you at that it's, Ivy League school. That's right. Go chase Montreal. Montreal is kind of dope, man. Montreal, part of the United States. All right. It's not from, but, but yo, dope. Uh, but yeah, so high fifteen. Yeah, man. Uh, and all I can say is, it's been a rough fifteen years. <laughs> it's hard work, man. Uh, fifteen feel like a hundred. Well, we've been to get, we, we were before then. It was like six years before then. So yeah, it's like twenty, oh, was it? 21 years, something, something like that. So yeah, man. But uh. Yeah, man. So I'm losing my mind. Got the kids. But yeah, we had a good week. Stuff like that. And then low lights, uh, lows of the week. Probably Ryan. Somehow me and Ryan got debating BET Uncut videos. Dog, that should and be. So we, if we knew Shonda wasn't here, we would have just ran that for a topic. Look, and so we, so so we, uh, so for whatever reason, me and Ryan going back and forth. It's late at night. It's it's like midnight, and I'm. It's we we discussing BET Uncut somehow, and finally we start arguing about. This is me and Ryan. We start arguing about the uh, phenom. Can you guess what what video we're discussing? From, well, no, from you gotta BET you gotta talk about the intro because we we started talking about well, it some me. kind of way we were we were complaining about BBLs and how it was ridiculous that everybody <laughs> had some surgery. And then we were like, "Where did it get started?" You was talking about Kim K, and then I was like, "Hold up, like this should be a scientific uh, exploration right here. When mm-hmm. did all the chicks go from normal to everybody having BBLs?" So right, that's so what we tried we to pinpoint research. that exact moment in time, and so right. we said it was a BET Uncut era. So then we started looking through videos, and then we said like, see how skinny these chicks were, and then so we pulled in the pumps and the bumps video, right? Skinny oh. chicks, and so we had so me and Ryan are sharing back and forth the pumps and the bumps video. So flash forward to the next morning, <laughs> flash forward to the next morning at my house, I got Roku's phenom. And all my, my kids, we got, we got, you know, we, I got the YouTube family. I got the YouTube premium. I got the YouTube family. Ryan's actually on my YouTube family. Ryan's got a profile of YouTube, YouTube, uh, on, uh, it's the black delegates though. It's the black delegates though. Okay. But, but at my house, but like, so at my house, when you go in the Roku and you go in the YouTube app, you can choose the profile. So my wife got a profile, my kid got a profile. So that way all your stuff is on there. Right. For right. whatever reason, uh, the TV was last on my profile. So my wife can see what I searched through. <laughs> 
So then she sees the pumps in the vault and it led to a very awkward conversation in the morning about like, what are you doing watching the pumps in the vault? And, cause, and then the, 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 the still, you know, when you see in the YouTube, they got the little still of what you search for. And it's just a video of hammer, just like this. Throwing the hammer, it, it was it was nasty, showing man. It was <laughs> it was showing the bump, and I'm and, like, and the explanation couldn't have been uh, much better than the situation in general, because she's like, why is this pumps in the bump on here? Like, no, no, no. Me and Ryan uh, were trading back text messages last <laughs> night about at midnight at pumps in the bump and tip drill. It, it didn't help. Oh, tip drill was in, and look, then tip there was another song in there. In there. If you look for a BT and cut, there's a, there's a classic song called uh, "Tell Me What That Thing Smells Like," and so that was Terrible. that was in the search and I, Terrible. I was, yeah, it's a, so I couldn't say anything. Yeah, I had, I had to clean, I had to do like a whole palate cleanser on my uh, my YouTube timeline. It was it was it was nasty. So ultimately, listeners, we did it for science. That's what I said. That's Tell right. your wife we did it for science. We're trying to find out where this came from. We got to pinpoint a time, you know, when things changed, and this is important mm-hmm. to know for future generations. So what we we almost can put it on Nelly, but I think it's back that thing up. Juvenile is where it kinda they, a little bit. Yeah, they, those were trash. But then it goes to Nelly <laughs> tip drill, and he was wilding. So I don't know, man. I'm not sure. We haven't gotten where it's completely changed, but that's the 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 beginning of it. Somewhere between Nelly and Chingy, right there, the, ex, the 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 uncut video, somewhere in there, in those two, yeah. and so it all goes, it all goes back to three one four. It's disgusting. Three one four day, baby. Yeah, we so represent three one four day. <laughs> so that's it. That's all I got, man. Who wants to go next? Ryan, what about you? How's your week in blackness? Uh, my week in blackness was cool, man. Not much going on. Uh, like Paul has an anniversary. I got one coming up on the seventeenth. It would be ten years married. Uh, feels like twenty. You know who? What can what can you say? I've only promised her 50, so we got 40 more years to go, and then we got to we got to uh, re up on the contract. So if she want to leave at that point, she's welcome to leave. <laughs> if anybody wants either one of us, but nothing really for me, man. Just been gaming, playing a little Sekiro on Xbox, which is hard as a mug, but a little samurai game, but it's fun. Trenton been wanting to play some some NBA games, so I've been rocking a little NBA Live, whichever one is downloadable, like 19 or something. Ain't been no NBA Live in a long time. The NBA Live was a cool game, man. It was still straight. I guess I've, I've played 2K, and it seemed like it was a bit complex for what it needs to be. But NBA Live was just simple, straight to it, just hooping without it being NBA yeah, when Jam. when they came back, it, it wasn't bad when they came back. It just wasn't – it couldn't really compare it to uh, 2K, but it was it was fun. It was, like yeah. you said, easier to play. It was, it was kind of cool. Because we still, just, you know, just be running and gunning. It's still fun. But how come ain't no Legends teams on there, man? What's going on? I'm like, do I got to buy that stuff? Like, I'm not buying no players. But, you know, it don't matter. But I still would like to play with Kobe. But he wasn't in the league at that point. But that's it. About you. Oh, man. My week in blackness. It's been a rough one for your boy. Particularly, uh, I will say that uh, last Tuesday, actually the day after we uh, recorded last week's podcast, had a rough rough day for the stinger now box wine poppy has been hating on me ever since i got the stinger i think he went down in new orleans he put some some voodoo a voodoo curse onto the stinger so last tuesday uh had a long day at work actually when i'm driving to work on the way uh to work rolling down the highway trying to pass uh this truck and of course 
hear the sound that you never want to hear, heard a clink on the windshield. Mm. Like, yo, that sounds like a crack windshield. I done had, I done been through plenty of crack windshields, and that's what it sounds like. So I'm like, man, this rock just hit my windshield. I was like, I, I, I know this mug is cracked. I stopped, I checked it, and I didn't see a crack. So I'm like, cool. Looked around, didn't see nothing. I'm like, good. Dodged a bullet. So I go on my way back to work, get to work. Um, all good, still don't see anything. I go, you know, work several hours, and I had to go to uh, another location. And so when I go out to my car to go there, I notice like a seven inch crack on my windshield. <laughs> and it was one of those cold days. So I, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, that's that's what happens. Let the heat run. And so um, what I found had happened was it actually did crack when it got hit with the rock, but it was all the way at the top of the windshield where it's like tinted and it's above, you know, I can't see it from the inside and even on the outside, unless I would look really closely right at it. I just didn't see it. And so once I turned that heat on and it's cold outside, that crack grew to about seven inches. Then pause. Then (laughs) after I left work for good, now it's about two feet long. Really? Wow. (laughs) And since then it's grown like another foot. So I got like a three foot crack on my uh, windshield. So, of course, that I'm going to have to replace the whole windshield. Right. Um, so then to make it worse, uh, so I had to work like hella late that night. Didn't get you were hot. Time. You were hot that day, weren't you? Like 830, something like that. So I'm driving home. I'm already tired. I'm hungry. I'm pissed because I got a crack in my windshield. So I'm getting close to home. I'm like, all right, I need to eat something because I hadn't eaten dinner. I was like, let me let me go grab something to eat. So. There's an area by my house where, like, after all this snow, you know, we had a bunch of snow in St. Louis. Like, it's potholes like crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm driving. I'm about to get off of this road onto another road, hit a pothole. Immediately, my tire goes flat. Dang. It's Mm. like 9 o'clock. It's like 9.15 at night. All of a sudden, I'm like, damn it. I'm like, I know, you know, first I felt it it was a heavy pothole. So I'm like, Damn. Then all of a sudden I look, I see low tire pressure warning. So I got out, I look, the tire's flat. I'm like, man. You see how you try so to flex on us with the with the, with the, the, the the tire pressure system? You see how you try to flex on us with the broken can't afford standard that. these you days. What you about? <laughs> and first of all, there is nothing scary like watching that number slowly go down and you be like, 19, 18, 17. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> like, where can I go? What can I do? Nothing. Because you're finna be sitting on the side of the road. Yeah, so I, I looked, I saw it was flat. I was able to kind of drive. I, I busted a U-turn and pulled off into a old uh, shopping, uh, a old shopping center. And so I had, I got a spare, so I was able to put the spare in, uh, put the spare on. But I'm just like, you got a full Yo. spare or a donut? Donut, a donut. Got everybody got yeah. donuts. Yeah, that's trash. Yep, got a donut. So I've been driving on this donut. Like four week basically. Um, I tried to go to the dealership Saturday uh, to get it looked at, but they were like, "We don't have any tires." I actually I got a cracked what? wheel. One of my wheels cracked. Dang. What? Uh, they didn't have any wheels. They didn't have any tires uh, for my car, so I got to go back. I'm actually 
taking off work so I can go back tomorrow uh, and get everything looked at. Now, luckily, I didn't why know go to, this, Why go to the dealer, though? The dealer crazy expensive. Can't you get it somewhere cheaper? It's new. He should have something with his tires, though. Or is it because is, is, is the wheels cracked? You got to go there because the wheel. Yeah, because the wheels cracked, and I want to see if anything else is damaged, like underneath. underneath the axle so it might car. be bent or something. Like, yeah, I'm like if my if my wheels cracked, if my tire, um, one tire went flat, the rear tire on that side got a lump in it. So I know I'm gonna have to replace all four tires. I'm I'm pretty certain of that. It's all wheel drive anyway, which they tell you to do. If you gotta replace one, you gotta replace them all. Knock your alignment off. Replace this wheel. You it's what? gonna knock your alignment off. So you gotta get all that done. Yep, I um, had to get a realignment. And then I still got this cracked windshield <laughs> that I'm gonna have to get fixed separately because the dealer don't even do that. Uh, but if the dealer's crazy, I did get some other quotes. So if the dealer comes back too crazy, I'll be like, "Look, just fix the wheel." And then I'll go to another place and and get the tires. But all bad, man. It's like I went from from rolling nice to now I got a hoopty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, this is the reason you don't. This is why it. Look, man, same thing happened. When we got the new car, man. As soon as we got that new car, like a couple weeks later, somebody hit the hit the car. My wife went to get her hair done or something like that, man. And then like we had another accident not too long. Ago. It's like don't get nothing nice, man, because it's gonna get destroyed eventually, and you'd be frustrated. It's just it's 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 the way of the world, man. It's how it goes, karma. Yeah, man. And then to make it worse, this is the worst part of it. So when my wife got her car uh, back last summer, I was like, yo, you know what? New car. I'm like. I ain't dealing with no deductibles. Went to zero deductible on the comprehensive. <laughs> uh, they won't do it on the collision. Like zero deductible. So then I got my car, same thing. No deductible. And then after a while, I'm like, man, this is short. a lot of I'm, money. I'm like, I'm like, let me let me cut back on some spending a little bit. I was like, you know what? We don't have no issues with the cars. I was like, I'm going to just oh, go back to $500 oh, okay. deductible. I thought you went to 1000 like 40 bucks a month. I, that was two weeks before this happened, bro. I, I changed it from zero to five hundred, so now I got to eat that five hundred deductible on the uh, on the windshield. But I'm hoping I'm hoping the city will reimburse me. They they'll reimburse me something because you can file a claim if you hit a pothole and they knew about it. Uh, they'll reimburse you something. Uh, but I just don't know what, so we'll see. It'll be like four years when they pay you back, right? <laughs> probably, right? Probably so. R.I.P. I should have did that with the, the condolences. R.I.P. to the stinger. <laughs> to the stinger. <laughs> R.I.P. to the left front tire. All right. Man, that sucks. So that is it. We're going to do something a little bit different since uh, Shonda is not with us with the topic this week. Uh, and we always put 800 topics on our potential list. We say, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's do a quick hitter. For all of the fallen topics that didn't make the real cut, we just going to discuss them kind of rapid fire. So I'm about to set my timer. We are designating five minutes. We got four different topics in this. So we got a minute. We got about a minute, a minute each piece. You got to call time after each one, though, at like a minute, like a minute and 10 seconds. I'll I'll call it at a minute. And then that that way we'll have a. We'll have time, you know, to go over because we're not going to stop right immediately. So I'll call it in a minute. And uh, the first one up is from Ryan. J.R. Smith has regrets. Right. And 
The time starts now. Who knew J.R. Smith would have regrets about anything in his life? Mr. Henny himself, he uh, he was on a TV show. I don't remember which one. I ain't looking it up. But he was saying he had regrets that he could have fed his community 10 times over with the money that he's wasted. Because he was talking about he's around all these NBA. Podcast. I am athlete podcast. I am athlete podcast. Okay. Appreciate it. And so... Uh, he said you're around all these NBA stars all the time. They always waste the money. They always spending money on clothes and, and shoes and cars that they don't need. And come to come to find out, he said, why are we still hooping at UCLA in the summer? He's like, none of us own a gym. He's like, we got to ask UCLA, can we come over there and hoop? He's like, you make two, 250 million. You done made 200 million. You done made 150 million. And it's just the LA dudes. And he's like, how come ain't nobody said let's fund a stadium or fund a, a arena so we can hoop in it? But uh, yeah, so I, I just thought that was interesting that he said that. Who knew? Uh, he looked like he, he was pro- he was high and puffy faced on this more. interview. So just something I wanted to throw out there. Boss wine that, thoughts? I have no thoughts. That is time. Let's move on. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to say that's growth, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's him growing up as young people. I mean, he talked about spending thousands at the club and uh, 60,000 at the club, popping bottles and and paying uh, fees, fines for, you know, being late or whatever, paying all them and fines. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you get older, you realize, hey, it ain't just about you. You can help some people with that money. So shout out to J.R. Smith. Yep. Next, we have a two year anniversary of the pandemic. Uh, beginning, what have we learned about yourselves or the world because of it? Box wine, I think you put this in there, so kick it off. I think we learned that, man, the world is nasty, man. I think as we learned, man, we learned that people don't wash their hands, they don't cover their mouth, uh, and they're crazy. They don't want to wear masks, they don't want to take care of each other and help each other out, man. It's 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 it's, it's dog eat dog, man. It's 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 pure capitalism out here. It's every man for himself. And the thing I remember about the pandemic the most is like, man, there was like right when this this happened, like two years ago. And I remember after like the shutdown and, you know, everybody said, go stay home. Like I'm like, we live where I, my house is. It's, you know, up on the top floor, you can see a kind of a, a, a fairly busy street. You know, if I go out there like right now, there's going to be steady cars, traffic coming through that, you know, and if I go, go come up there like at midnight, it's still going to be like, you know, a car, maybe every you know minute or something like that come past there. I remember that just, I would stand up there. Two and a half minutes left. I was standing up there at night and I would see like no cars for 30 minutes, man. It just felt like the end of the world. Those like two, three weeks when it was like nothing like that. I'll never forget that, man. That was like the creepiest time. And I remember just thinking like, man, it's gonna be like 28 days later, man. I have to, I'm gonna have to get a shotgun and just execute anybody that comes near my house. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking that stuff, man. I legit, legitimately remember that. I'm glad we didn't get there. But uh, yeah, man, the world is nasty, a nasty place. I'm glad we're in a better place now though. What about y'all? Well, I learned about myself is now anytime I hear somebody cough, I want to be like those little smack competitions that you see online. <laughs> <laughs> want to wind Dang, up nobody's three allowed times to call? knock the mess out of. Wow, yeah, that's a rough world. Uh, I learned that uh, people care more about their social lives than they do about their actual lives. Because people still nice. going to the clubs, still going to parties. Yo, I didn't realize that we were this stupid. <laughs> Facts. All right, next, Jussie Smollett sentence. Uh, what was it since 15 months or something? Like no, 150 days. days. 150 days. Box I got, nine, I know you got jokes on deck. Jussie, hold your head, bro. Hold your head, but you got to do your time, brother. And hey, your brothers and sisters, the ones that said that uh, they think you're innocent, they believe in those lies, hey, put them in jail too, man. That's all I'm saying. Lock them up too. Because look, man, 
you know your siblings. I know my siblings. I, we know when our siblings is on some BS and, and they're full of it, man. So like after all this stuff, all the all the stuff that's come out about this dude, if you're still rocking with your brother and those terrible lies he's telling, you, you need to go. You need to spend a couple of those. Uh, you you can do some of his time with him. So go up in there, uh, hold your head, but do that. Time. And, and and don't do the black fist, man. Don't don't try to walk out of court doing the black fist. This, this ain't about the ancestors. That's 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 nutty stuff behavior right there, man. What about y'all? Yeah, we, we're down about 45 seconds. I think I'm going to give us an extra minute, but I'm going to say, yo, Jussie deserves an Academy Award or an uh, Oscar no. because no. when he was on his rant at the end, he was like, I did not do this. Judge, I respect you. Jury, I respect you, but I did not do this. When <laughs> you say, like, I would not use blackness <laughs> to, my, against. My man held my, his fist up like he was Mandela walking about that court, like, man, get out of here, man. Hey. <laughs> And Mandela Smollett. I believed him for a minute, man. For a minute, I was like, you know what? Maybe he didn't do it. <laughs> and then you came back to your senses. Uh, right. This brother definitely did it. It was ridiculous what he did. Don't waste people's time, especially the police officers. But I will say, I find it odd that as a black man, you find a way to get 150 uh, days in jail for filing a false police report when everybody else would have got off. That's all I'm saying. How many how many white people have filed something against black people and got zero time? He already paid his fine. He already got community service. Why is he getting more fines and why is he getting more days in prison now for a sentence? It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I think it was for wasting everybody's time. They were just like, dude, come on. But that's that's a fact. All right, last one. We actually over time, but like I said, give it a little extension. Kanye West versus Pete Davidson. We done seen this all across uh, I don't know if y'all saw over the weekend. Actually, I think I know y'all saw because I sent it to you. Uh, one of Pete Davidson's homies posted text message uh, conversation between Ye and Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson did hit him with the, uh, I'm in bed with your wife. Kanye was like, where you at? He was like, I'm in bed with your wife with the selfie. <laughs> did he for <laughs> but, real? Was uh, she really there? It was, well, no. he didn't show Kim in there, but it was him in the bed. Uh, and I'm guessing it probably was her bed. Dang. Uh, uh, but basically, it was Pete Davidson like, hey, man, like, grow up. Like, let's quit all this stuff. Let's talk man to man. And Kanye was like, come to Sunday service. Uh, come to Sunday service. We could talk at Sunday service. And uh, <laughs> Why is he still promoting? <laughs> Why is he still promoting? Like, even to the, to, the, to the bitter end, you lost your wife. Your man's in the bed with her. First of all, he need to hang it up. It's probably the most toxic situation we've ever had uh, in in the public public sphere, and nobody's actually saying that it's a toxic thing happening in the public sphere. I don't know why this is okay. Normally, I would think everybody would rally to the cause and be like, "Yo, Kanye, cancel him," but nobody said anything. It's like it's it's okay for one second. People are saying it, but it's not really catching. Nah, it's not. Like, there's definitely a, a community out there that's. That's riding hard on that, but yeah, man. Just... If you don't stop, stop stalking your ex-wife. She don't want you no more, bro. Move on. What you think, Paul? I personally don't believe any of it, man. I, look, I, look, I'm gonna end it here. This is all fake, man. It's all made up. Look, man. The mom, <laughs> it, it, it's all orchestrated. The mom is a, a, a attention media. She, she. I give her credit. She, she knows how to keep the, the the kid's name in the in the headlines. I mean, literally, they pimped a sex tape of the of the daughter, and it was a trash sex tape at that. We've gone over many times. Terrible sex tape. Uh, so I don't believe any of this stuff is real. And Kanye calling the the new boyfriend of your ex of your ex wife, calling him, uh, giving him a derogatory nickname of Skeet Davidson. 
That is not a joke that you, <laughs> that can, you, you don't you. realize the, the unintentional pun that you've given yourself. Uh, so anybody, look, whoever's dating my wife, when I, if I get divorced, hopefully never. But if I'm, I'm definitely not going to call him Skeet, whatever his last name is. That's that's terrible because yeah. <laughs> the joke is on that's you, player. Funny. Yeah. And that first text from uh, Pete Davidson was like, yo, it's Skeet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's claiming it. So that's it. Uh, we went a couple minutes over. We went eight minutes, but I still think eight minutes, low, uh, fast hitter. Maybe we need to keep that as part of the yeah, show. I like it. Get to talk about a bunch of stuff, but keep it brief. And you see uh, that minute, you know, a lot of times we still in the description on that minute. So <laughs> we got to get that off quick. <laughs> so. Let us know what you think to the listeners. Did you like the quick hits? And let us know what you think of those topics. Uh, now we're going to go into some more in-depth. Uh, actually, I'm going to switch this up because Box Ryan did a lot of talking on that one. So I'm a leapfrog. You hear both of these got a little bit of humor, sort of. Uh, but the other Black Ryan, which again, there's a ton of Black Ryans out here, uh, but the 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 second most famous Black Ryan besides our Black Ryan, uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, was in the news recently. He was at the bank, um, Bank of America. He was withdrawing, you know, a, a sizable withdrawal, twelve thousand dollars cash money. You know how rich people do. Yeah. And um, he was in Bank of America and he handed uh, the teller. A note, or he handed her a deposit slip, but he had written on the back, "Hey, please count." He's like, "I'm withdrawing twelve thousand. Please count the money in the back. I want to handle this transaction discreetly." Uh, the bank teller, uh, Star Wilding, she read the note. She saw Ryan Coogler, and she took it as he's trying to rob the place. So she went to the back. She got her manager. She said, "Yo." This guy just gave me this note saying, give up the dollars, count them discreetly. We need to call the police. The manager was like, hey, let's just go talk to the guy. He's like, did you see a gun? She's like, no, but I'm not comfortable. I got a kid. I I, I can't risk my life. And uh, he's like, let's go talk to the guy. She's like, no. So they called the police. So Ryan Coogler is sitting thinking he's about to get 12 racks and the police ran up on him. They're like, yo, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> yo, he thought he was going to get 12 racks discreetly. And then it ended up being a national news story. <laughs> he was just trying to go to Magic City, man. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible situation. Box wine. For me, like, I mean, like, it, it's, un- it's a serious talk. It's unfortunate. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I imagine, you know, it's un- it, it definitely didn't feel good. I I get where he's kind of coming from, but I also kind of see the teller side. And man, look, the crazy thing about this, and it was funny in the chat because I said the first thing I was like, when they said it was in Atlanta, I was like, well, there's a pretty good chance the teller's black. Well, when they finally released the video the next morning, everybody in the story was black. The cops were black. The the teller was black. The 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 head teller was black because because uh, you even heard in the video, like when they're they escort him out, like they walk past a black lady that works at the bank, and she was like, "Good job, officer." So it's like get get the scum out of here. The nine one one operator right. was black, boys. and the not yeah, they're all. So I mean, and, but but you know, I was just, I was just kind of amused. I was just amused by the you know, on, but on the social media is like people were like, "Oh, B of A, oh, they're going crazy. Oh, yeah, how could this is just right?" And I was like. It's Atlanta. You don't know. And I mean, I, she was wrong, but like, hey, man, she's pregnant. Maybe she's not. 
you know, I'm not saying that women don't think straight, but you know, hormones, you try to protect your kid and you, you, I don't know how far along she was. I, I guess I could see it. And plus the dude had a mask on. So it was just, it was unfortunate. I wish they hadn't had the, the guns drawn on when they walked up on them, but I mean, you got to take the threat seriously, I guess, you know, or what they thought was a threat at the time. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess he, did he get an apology? I guess he got an apology from the bank, but did he get an apology from the, from the police yet or no? Police ain't got to apologize. They ain't do nothing wrong. They followed their job. Oh, you Ryan said that was the other black Ryan that said that. That's true. All they they supposed to respond okay. to a call, and they did. The problem is, is that uh, I've been a member of this bank, and this is exactly how you do it. You go up to the counter. She said he put his debit card in the slot, put his PIN number in, so then it brings up your account information, and you say, hey, I want this amount of money. And they say, sir, which account if you have multiples? And you say, this one. And they say, okay. And then they type it up, and then they hand you money. Literally how it works. So I don't know why she thought this man was doing anything wrong. He's got his picture probably on his uh, ATM card because that's just how it works. He's got his ID out. She says she saw his ID. So this lady is wilding. And uh, I don't know, man, but it's crazy that you go from a discreet situation to being national news. And all you was trying to do was go to the strip club without your wife knowing. (laughs) At at like noon on a Tuesday. (laughs) He said he was trying to help out a friend. Yeah, he was. uh, Discreetly. Uh, I I will say, when I first heard this. Got glitter on his shirt, though. read it. (laughs) And check check out the show notes uh, for the link. Uh, The first story that I saw, it wasn't very in-depth. It was basically like Ryan Coogler went to uh, the bank. He handed a teller a note that said, uh, please hand me the money discreetly. And then the cops got called. And I was like, you know what? I kind of can see that. <laughs> like, if you hand a bank right. teller, like, give me the bread discreetly, I can see where she read that. But then, of course, I went to the New York Times. They had a story. Shout out to the Times. Uh, and they had more details. And like you said, Ryan, he had given his ID. He had given them a deposit slip. He had put in his PIN number. Yes. And once you get all of those details, well, now... The bank teller's reaction seems a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> and then you add in the fact that she went to the back and she talked to her, her manager. And the manager was like, hey, let's just go talk to the guy. Right. And she's like, no, I can't do it. I got kids. And then when you add in the fact, I don't think this was in the New York Times story, but Brian mentioned it, that the 911 operator was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think this is a robbery. I think he just wants to be discreet. <laughs> She's like, but I'll <laughs> right. send the cops anyway. Like, dog, everybody disagree with this lady. Yeah, so you done ran through like <laughs> eight fail safes <laughs> because you like, no, this nigga don't look like he got no money. Lock him up. Right. And I and I know it's a black woman, uh, but I I do feel that race was a factor in this, and and the fact that he's a you know, fairly young black man. If it was a white dude in a business Nobody suit, in would she have called the police with that note? Probably not. So it's our own prejudice working against us. Mm-mm-mm. Any any other thoughts? Any last thoughts? Are we ready to go? My, my last thoughts is, is, man, hey, lock up all the black Ryans, man, because they, they menace out here, man. <laughs> they, 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 they're troublesome. That's what I say. Get them out of here. Start with the one in 314 black first. Ryan. Right. All right. Let's go to the last topic. Uh, we're going to Naomi Osaka. Uh, she gets heckled. She was playing a tennis match. She got heckled. Boxwine Poppy says it's no big deal. 
or is it? BWP. Yeah, man, this was actually, uh, I, I thought this was really interesting, man. You know, we, we know Naomi, man, she's she's a really good tennis player. I like seeing her play, but man, she's just, she looks just so downtrodden when she's out there now lately, man. She just never looks happy, never smiling. I mean, obviously, she hasn't really played too much in the last, you know, say, year or so. But she's making tons of money. She finally comes to this one in, uh, event at Indian Wells, sitting out there. And then one heckler, you know, there, she's, I, I guess she was down a couple games or whatever like that. It was early, first first set. And then, there, you know, you clearly hear in the audience at least one, just one person say, you suck. I think that's all she They said, Naomi, you suck. And then she just basically, you know, she she folded up, man. She lost the, She lost the whole thing. She wanted to, like, address the crowd immediately. They wouldn't let her. She lost the whole match. Then finally, she addressed the crowd afterwards and like kind of like was you know not not scolding the dude, but you know it's kind of talking about it, man. And I just wanted to see what y'all think. Is is is, is I know I know tennis and golf and stuff like that is different from the sports we we like to watch, like basketball, football. But what is the line between heckling and no big deal? Yeah, I think um, you know we talk about this story. Yeah, the fact that somebody just said, whatever, you suck. I mean, in the realm of sports heckling, yeah, that that's pretty basic. Um, that That's not extreme. I did think in tennis, it's a little bit different than in some other sports. Because like you said, football, basketball, even hockey, you know, people, people go crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we see Russell Westbrook is kind of, fighting back a little bit at the West Brick name, but, you know, people have called Russ a lot worse things than, than West Brick, and, you know, people talk about your family and your kids and, and all of that. But tennis is generally seen as more of a gentleman's and gentlewoman's sport, and they have more decorum uh, in those arenas to where they don't really, they don't allow people to wild out like that. Like the NBA, you could, you could say almost anything. As long as you don't throw a beer on somebody or get in their face, like you're good in tennis, if you get more spicy than you suck, you up out of there pretty quickly. And so, uh, but I do think young Naomi, you know, I think she's just dealing with some some emotional issues and some some mental health uh, challenges right now. And so, uh, this may have been her first match back in a while, and uh, dealing with that. Uh, we also haven't talked about Serena, Venus, and Serena. You know, got heckled at this same um venue tournament you know many years ago and it it had a racial uh it had racial undertones to it to where they were heckling them they weren't heckling other uh white tennis players well that and that's interesting let me let me ask you this so like i mean that she because she took it she kind of brought it up you know like do you think this had racial undertones to this one? I mean, from what what we could hear, you know, I don't know if there was, it didn't sound like there was anything more said, at least from the report I read on this, but it's, I mean, just saying, Naomi, you suck at this one thing, but she tried to equivocate that, like, oh, this is kind of like similar to what happened to Venus and Serena. I don't remember that event. That was obviously when we were younger. But do you think this had some racial undertones to it too? I don't know, just not following it that closely, but from what I've read. Her perspective, maybe? I've, heard people surmise is that just that atmosphere at that place just seems like you know one of those places where yeah black folks don't necessarily uh get fair and equitable treatment so i don't think it was that comment in isolation but i think maybe uh black and other uh women of color men of color 
uh, just don't feel comfortable in that environment there. Uh, but I've never been there, so I can't speak to that. But I think that maybe that's why that came top of mind to her. She's like, look, this happened to Venus Australia. People all, you know, looking at me sideways anytime I've been here. And you know, as a, as a minority, like there are places where you go where you just feel uncomfortable, even if nobody says anything to you just because mm-hmm. of the, you've heard stories You've seen the way people look at you. You got little microaggressions. You might be at the um, at the little deli or the the cafe, and and people just don't treat you the same, and it just feels off. So that that was my thought on that. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't like the heckler, man. Like I'm I'm not a heckler. I don't really get it, you know. But you're not anyway, a heckler. I'm not a heckler, man. I'm I'm really not. Like I mean, I've gone to get look, man. I I went to some games. I went to some playoff games with Westbrook. And I did not. I never liked him then. I knew he was good on offense, but I, you know, I thought that you know this OKC days. I thought he was just terrible on defense and not a good team player. I could see that way back then. But I'm not going to boo. You know, talk about you know people would call him about his family and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm not a heckler, you know, like that. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna boo you. I will, I will boo the opposing team. At tennis <laughs> at a tennis match, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, man, I'm, for me with her. She got to just be a little bit tough. I know she's going through some things right now. I hope she I hope she you know gets it together. She, she, what she needs to do is just get like the Black Ryan and and Phenom and just just have them sit in the stands at all at some practice events and just call them all kinds of names and just toughen her up, man. That's what that's what she's gonna have to do, man. Because like you're gonna, it, it, it's just like Westbrook, man. Westbrook. Once you like start kind of like going to the media and saying like, oh, you know, like showing that it's getting under your skin, it's just gonna happen more. Unfortunately, I mean that's that's the reality of it. And especially if one person can say one thing out of a crowd of ten, tens of thousands that are cheering cheering you on. I mean, because like, the, and you could heard in the crowd, like once the the person said it, you could heard like a, a kind of like a a groan from the entire crowd, you know, like kind of like you know shushing the dude that said it. So she definitely had more supporters there, but to still be you know that upset about it, you know, and you know an hour later, you know after the match was over and stuff like that, it's just like man, it's just I really worry about her because like I mean she's great, but like if you if one person in a crowd of t- thousands can can get you off your game like that, because she did lose and she shouldn't have lost that match, she's she's way more talented than the other girl. You know, I just I just worry about her, man. Like the, in, in, from that regard too. Yeah, and, and she got to use it as a you know a moment of growth. I mean, if you're gonna be an elite athlete, you're gonna get heckled. I mean, we talked about it. Any anytime you are famous, anytime you're in that public light, like there's there's gonna be hecklers, there's yeah. gonna be people uh, detractors, and so you have to build up a thick skin to be able to handle it. Um, the thing I worry about with her is. You know, she kind of shot to fame and stardom, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and I think there's a chance that she, you know, was enjoying those spoils. She's dating rappers. She's, you know, doing all this, which nothing against any of that. Like, hey, you get rich, you get famous, enjoy that lifestyle. But you got to make sure you continue to put in that hard work to stay at that elite level. And so I wonder, is she working like she was working when she was obscure when nobody really knew her name is she still keeping that same work ethic uh or is she you know kind of letting yeah. the sauce get to her a little bit I, I hope i'm wrong man but like every time i've seen her i mean granted she hadn't been there she i think was it the wimbledon you know one, one of the one of those matches she like walked off because you know they wouldn't let her do something or you know she wanted to do something and then this one here you know she was you know wanting to talk to the crowd and they, they wouldn't let her Every time I see her, though, man, she just never has a smile on her face. She just doesn't look happy, man. So, like, maybe maybe, maybe tennis isn't the best place for her right now. I know she's taking a lot of time off in the last year or two. 
but I mean, she never smiles, man. It just, it just, it just seems strange. And I know when you're like an athlete and you're a competitor, you know, you, you get that kind of game face on. I, I get all that, but it don't, it don't seem like happy even when she wins. It seems more like, like relief, like oh, you know, this is finally done. She, I just, I don't, I don't know. I worry about her like from that regard. You see that too. Yeah, yeah, and that can be, I mean, they say pressure breaks pipes. It could be just that yeah. pressure of winning, especially once you got to the top, uh, just just having that pressure. So I'm hoping that that's something that uh, I know that at least Serena, um, I haven't seen a whole lot of Venus Lay, but I, I think Serena has been uh, supportive of her, at least in uh, the media and things like that. So I'm hoping that like Serena and Venus could, just kind of take her under the wing and kind of help her because really, I mean, no female, no woman tennis player has seen the hate that Serena has seen. I mean, whether it's about the body type or whatever, her yeah. body or, you know, her domination or whatever, like she gets a ton of hate. So I'm hoping that she can kind of be a mentor and uh, help out with some of those things in terms of, um, you know, just helping her get through it. Or, you know, if it is mental health uh, that, hey, you you take care of that, that self-care. You know, if you need to do some yoga, if you need to talk to a counselor, whatever you need to do, you got to take care of yourself uh, so that you can enjoy the game. If not, hey, you don't know, do know it. how old she is. She's what, 20? She's like 23, 24. Yeah, somebody's yeah. crazy on. You're rich, you're rich than a mug, so hey. Yeah, <laughs> go on to that next chapter. Take a yeah, year but e- easy back. come, easy go, man. She, you know, she she probably she probably spent it fairly quick. I mean, she's made I think she's making like forty, fifty million dollars a year. But I mean, she only had she. I mean, you know, she. Not, I don't think she's at her peak, you know. But she's had she had a couple of really, 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 really good years of money. But she hadn't played in the last year and a half or so. I mean, she got the endorsements, but that ain't gonna last long if you're not playing. You know what I'm saying? Man, you trip. You just said she made forty or fifty million a couple years. Uh, I believe she is the biggest uh, athlete, at least uh, female athlete in Japan, uh, where she gets a lot of her endorsement money there. If she retired today, like she would. She'd be straight. I mean, I hope she doesn't. She's young enough to where, look, you got a lot of career left, uh, but she could retire and be just fine. I mean, somebody has to take, I mean, you know, I mean, that's really what it is about with the women's tennis. Somebody's got to take, you know, Serena's the undisputed, but, you know, she's getting older. She hadn't really won nothing major in in the last couple of few years. You know, she's more focused on the kids. So, I mean, the crown is out there to be taken and that's what we thought she was going to be. And she kind of was that, but if you're not competing, you're not, you're not, and you're losing early, early rounds like this. You can't be can't be the next goat. So we got to find who the next next goat is, and I hope it I hope it is Naomi. But she, yeah, she got to get it together, man. So I, I feel for her, man. Don't heckle these women out here, fam. If you can, if you can avoid it, man, don't do that. But it's gonna happen. It's sports. You're gonna get heckled. Yeah, we gonna close I'm, it out, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm close it out. But I am gonna go on record to say I don't believe the box wine poppy does not heckle. If so, because you heckle in the group chat, box wine <laughs> poppy is the biggest group chat hater in the a history troll. of the world. So I guess he's he does it from the comfort of his home. But if he's uh, in a space where uh, Brody Russell Westbrook might run up on him, get in his face, he don't want the smoke. So, bro, I, I've gone, you know, I've gone to basketball games and stuff like that, and I, you know, and I sit around people. NBA, I, I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I've never heard anything too crazy. But like college, I've gone to college games. I'm sure you have too, Phenom. Like that's where it gets a little more wilder because people, you know, are just so passionate about their team versus the other team. And there's, you know, some rot. You you guys 
Kansas or whatever like that. You guys have like a you know a hated rival right there. I, I've seen some some stuff where, and I mean, I'm not saying like there's, but I remember like there was one like nerdy dude and he was just like dog cussing the team. And they they couldn't. I mean, it, nobody could hear him or anything like that. But just like it was like all right, man, just just. Chill. And I remember the dude was like with his mom, and I remember like people were like, hey man, just just tone it down a couple of notches, man. You just hear cussing. And there's like kids around here. Like that's just weird to me, man. I don't, I don't get that. But people, some people do that, man. You know, but it's it's more. I see more passion in the in the college sports. That's where people get the most crazy. I think is the allegiances and stuff like that. Okay, and college college got no chill. Like no. you'll have a whole <laughs> you'll have a whole section of like five thousand people, like talking about your mama or something like that. So. And they get heated about the craziest stuff, and like man, it's like stuff like they they be talking about stuff like it happened thirty, like you ain't even born yet. And they were like, oh yeah, remember, remember back in nineteen fifty seven, they stole the game from like man, nobody nobody know what the hell you talking about, man. What do you? What? But people are passionate about this stuff. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's weird, man. It, any news story, if you get caught up in any negative news story, they chant net like your next six games on the road, they tearing you alive with that. Oh so. man, yeah, word. So shout out to college crowds, as you may have noticed to the listeners. Uh, we lost the Black Ryan. He's having some technical difficulties. So, But the show must go on. Luckily, we are nearing the end. We're actually at the end. So if you made it this far, we appreciate you. Uh, Box Wine Poppy, if people want to help out the show, if they want to help us grow going forward, what can they do? Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. And hey, we need to go start a go GoFundMe to get black ryan a decent laptop because this man's laptop is straight <laughs> trash and i hope you listen i hope we don't delete all this i hope this ain't a waste a lost take a lost episode so the black ryan can hear this your, your laptop is trash every time we get on it's a problem with it man go stop get get rid of that that commodore 64 ass laptop you got and step it up brother you can get a you can get a you, you can get a dell i don't care get it get a cheap ass dell and you'll be so much better than that that thing you're trying to hold together with with, with a with duct tape and glue, is super glue, man. Come on, Phenom. Get you and, and you're the tech expert, Phenom. Why can't you just help this man help himself? <laughs> you don't have to live hey. like this, Black Black Ron. You don't have to hey, live folks. like this. <laughs> folks got to want to help themselves, man. So, <laughs> That's right, Ryan. Uh, you know he he's came on up. He got the Challenger now, so we know he could afford to get himself a decent laptop. Uh, but you know, the black Ryan, he liked to, he likes to shop at the Goodwill. He likes to go to these estate sales. So he probably picked the laptop up, you know, for $7 and uh, $7. <laughs> he, he, he still got, he got a joint floppy disc on it, man. That's, that's how sad that is. He got floppy disc in his joint. Not, not even the three by five. Like he got yeah, the, the real old big floppy ones. disc yeah. that was floppy. Yeah. yeah word. With the film in that joint. Uh, so shout out to the black Ryan. He's going to edit he's gonna hear this and well he's not gonna edit it out he ain't editing i I think that's the reason why he stopped editing he's always like nah i'm not editing no more like he's tired of editing i think that laptop just would not (laughs) crash this is it cooperate (laughs) exactly so to the listeners yeah hit us up you can email us at the black delegates at gmail dot or the black delegates pod at gmail dot com uh email us if you want to give some donations to the black ryan for a new laptop uh, shout out to Shonda again. She was uh, missing today because she had to work. Uh, and you can check us out at blackdelegates.com. Hit us up on social media at blackdelegates as an underscore between black and delegates at boxwine poppy on Twitter or no on Instagram at the black Ryan on Twitter and Instagram and at ghetto phenom on Twitter and the gram. Shea Butter Baby is Shonda's. 
burner account. Shea Butter Baby STL. So <laughs> we will holla at y'all next week. Appreciate you for joining us. We out. Oyo, me chico. Picks up about three yards. <laughs>